You're listening to the Creating Resilience podcast with Anne Diamond's Creative Changemaker. I'm passionate about helping clients create calm in their busy lives by having more creative playtime. In each episode, I'll be sharing easy ways to sneak some creativity into your life, whatever it may throw at you. From my own experiences and those of my invited guests, we'll show you how you can overcome any challenge and build your own resilience toolkit. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. So here we are again on the Creating Resilience podcast um, with um, Anne Diamond. And um, I'm, I'm very excited to say I've got a really brilliant guest today who um, was kind enough to invite me onto her podcast earlier this year, which was a really fun experience. And I'll share the link in the, in the notes because we had a really good chat. And this is Heather Jean. Hello. Confidence with Cabaret. Hello, Heather. Hello, hello. I'm so excited. I said hello too early because I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so like, congratulations on your podcast. I think it's just, if if it's something you want to do, it is just such a great thing to do. But it's, it's, it's a brave thing to do too, right? Well, I guess it is really because um, I've been blogging for ages but actually doing the podcast, I had so much fun talking to you and Ryan. I mean, obviously, I might have to get Ryan on another episode, so watch out, Ryan. Um, yeah, so I um, had so much fun talking to you guys. And I thought, actually, this is something I'd like to do because blogging is one thing. and you, But you don't you don't get the same form of communication when you're, when you're blogging than when you're actually having a chat with somebody, do you? Yeah, there's a connection and an, and an exchange of energy when we're talking. And I mean, we're recording this where we can see each other. So there is, it is just so different than being in your own head and, and, and typing out something or even recording something by yourself with just you and the little green light. There's an energy exchange that is so important, especially if you're an extrovert. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we're going to find out a little bit more about... about um, what you identify as, Heather. So um, just tell us Confidence Recovery. What's all that about? Okay, so Confidence Recovery is my is my passion project. I have been a, a training and consultant and coach for almost 26 years now. And I always focused on interpersonal skills, leadership skills, um, team building, anything that's about person-to-person connection or communication. And when COVID hit, the two things we couldn't do was travel globally and run large conferences. So um, I decided after a little while, it took me a little while to kind of get used to the idea of, because I am a true extrovert, so to get used to the idea of being, not having that energy exchange and really um, diving into my introverted energy, which I don't prefer. Um, And after a while, I decided I need to share what I know. And I uh, perform cabaret uh, professionally, but as a hobby. So it's not, I'm not a full-time artist, but um, I, I really wanted to be able to share what I've learned from that to help women or femme identifying um, clients to, to really step into their space and really build that unshakable confidence. And having that insight of being on stage and being extremely vulnerable in the burlesque world 
it's it, it's a very special place. And there are a lot of parallels to my corporate world. I'm sure the corporate people wouldn't appreciate that. But there is, there is because when we show up with confidence and feeling good and aligned with our values and having the right beliefs and you know, getting rid of our imposter voice messages or overriding those, then we can show up and we can connect and build better trust with with our potential clients and our audience. And that's what Confidence Through Cabaret uh, is. And Ryan, who you mentioned, is my partner in crime and, and co-pioneer uh, and is a full-time artist uh, and, and uh, drag queen. So, we combined kind of all of our understanding of that cabaret world with our understanding of what builds confidence. That's an amazing, and you work so well together. If anyone hasn't checked out the um, Confidence Through Cabaret podcast, you, you really need to check it out, and, and your, your groups as well, because um, you, you, know, you have really interesting um, speakers in there, don't you, and, and conversations as well. Yeah, we, we, the, the podcast is just like, you can find that anywhere you get a podcast or on our YouTube channel, which is just the confidence. Through, everything is confidence through cabaret. It's just like, if you Google that, there's so many pages of it, but having that dynamic when you work with somebody else where you have a, a really positive, genuine energy exchange is so wonderful and so helpful because we can serve from, from different points of view. Ryan's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. Um, you know, I, I'm a burlesque and he's a, a drag and you know I, I live in the corporate world he never has because he's an artist and so and so you know bringing all of that dynamic is so much fun and we unintentionally expanded into a YouTube channel and a podcast and a Facebook well the Facebook community was what we started with and and then a member site for and our website um, you know so we just it just kind of mushroomed into this movement which is fabulous and actually where I spend almost all of my time rather than back in the corporate world because I don't love doing the corporate stuff online it it just doesn't have the same energy exchange as being in a room together yeah I understand that because um as you know one of the things I do is EFT and um I've tried to do EFT sessions online but it is not the same energy as if you're in a room with a client or a group of people and actually you know the same same with playing music as well you have you get you get energy from people don't you when you're sharing a space with them yeah, and I think, you know, there were a lot of cabaret shows online during lockdown just because people needed to, to perform. That's just a fundamental part of being an artist and and, and also to make some money. Um, but it, it just was never the same. And even as an audience member or a participant as your client with EFT, I mean, we, we've done some EFT together because you were in the, uh, in the Confidence Through Cabaret Facebook community and we, we did some amazing sessions and people really got a lot out of it. But imagine how much more powerful that is when you're face to face and you're you're giving and getting that energy. Um, and I think that's something that we've really missed for the last couple of years, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, this is why really why I started the podcast. It's called Creating Resilience, because trying to um, share all these wonderful stories of people who have used their creativity in whatever form, because obviously creativity can take many forms um, to make them and also help others become resilient. So I'm interested. You said you um, you are um, you specialize in burlesque cabaret. Mm -hmm. For for people who don't really know a lot about burlesque, because obviously we see things on, on in films and, and and but for people who don't really understand what that is, what 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 does it entail? 
Well, so so cabaret um, itself, if we start there, is it, for me is about performing in a small venue with a small typically live audience so you could have somebody like you know probably the most famous burlesque artist performing today is Dita Von Tees, who would perform in in huge theaters um it is still a cabaret performance but it's not cabaret because you're you, you're not it's not that same intimate setting yeah. um if you if you listened to interviews of people like Bette Midler they started in cabaret you know, venues. So, you know, small audiences and then building the way up. Same with most comedians, unless they're born into a, a specific family, you know, they would have started in small comedy clubs and, and built their way up. So it's a very intimate kind of setting. And it's it's a very supportive setting for the most part. And I I I think um you know, there's a there's a lot of different forms that it takes. I'm fortunate enough to be in the Bristol scene where we combine a lot of different cabaret performances. So for for a lot of cities, there would be like a, a drag festival and that would be drag kings and queens or there would be, you know, a, a comedy festival or whatever it is. But I'm in a in a scene where we combine kind of everything. So there could be drag kings and queens. There could be contortion. There could be aerial. There could be comedy singing you name it there 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 is a you know there's a lot of um you know music and and groups as well and it's really an expression of a story in each act and so for burlesque a lot of people associate it with you know stripping and it is it can be but not only so it is telling that story you know there's music playing but it's telling that story using our body and you know moving to to share a narrative um so that's quite different to just you know like dancing to music and interpreting it it's it takes you on a journey and so you know i that my my favorite one at the minute uh, of my uh, routines is about um you know what it means to be a mom and the stereotype of motherhood and you know that we're supposed to be you know nurturing and we're supposed to be sweet and we're supposed to be giving and we're and we we are typically those things but we're not only those things we have other needs too yeah as women absolutely because there's a sensuality and a sexuality and a story of you as a person and I think you know for me the the narrative that I'm working through at the minute is very much about um you know that we are not our labels you know we, so when when i ask people to describe themselves and when i'm working with clients and they'll they'll say well i'm a wife and i'm a mother and i'm a, you know I, i'm a nurse or whatever their profession is or i'm a business owner or whatever and it's like okay those are your titles but who are you it's that's a hard question that is really interesting because we we we, we self-identify with with you know, with our profession and with our, our sort of family roles as well. And it's, it's really important that we, because we lose ourselves, don't we, in that? And, you know, I think what you're doing is is a really amazing thing that people can use creativity to actually find themselves, can't they, really? Yeah. And I lost myself. That's my journey. I had all of the labels. And when the labels end, and they will, in best case scenario, then you do if you've lost yourself then then it's a long journey back it's it would be so much less painful 
to maintain our own identity and our own understanding of self. And that comes with things like, you know, self-care, which I know everybody is talking about right now. But the self-care isn't just so that we feel good and we have more to give others. It's also so that we can we can connect with our identity. You know, practices like journaling, meditation, um, EFT, certainly, yeah. you know, so that we can really get in touch with our beliefs and where they're limiting us and where they're supporting us. And, you know, if they're limiting us, then how we shift that energy. And I know you get that deeply, but, you know, it's so, so important to, to hold on to our, our own understanding of self. And when my labels all ended, so, you know, when my children grew up, that's a different kind of parenting than, than, you know, being a full-time mom of young children. Um, you know, when when my husband passed away, I was a full time carer. You know, I, and I didn't have that anymore. And I can remember the the day after he passed away, I said, "Like, like I'm I've I have nothing now because I have no like identity." And it was a long road back to what the hell do I do now? You know, especially when you know you sort of think when when you're when you're in your twenties and you think oh, I've got my whole world ahead of me. And then, and you can be anything, but you don't expect to do that later on after you've, you, you, you expect that you've arrived because that's how, well, certainly how I was raised that, you know, you, you kind of go on this journey and then you've done the thing and then what? And I think people are realizing now, and especially after, you know, going through the COVID time um, that we, that there's so much more and that we never stop learning, we never stop growing, and we never stop changing our our beliefs. And that is hard work. I think I think a lot of people are feeling um, like a bubble's been burst the last couple of years because our traditional models of work, the nine to five, the commute, the the roles in the organisations. You know, from coming from a, as as you work in the corporate world as well, coming from people who advise people on better ways of working and looking after their employees there's so much to learn from the last two years because organizations are having to completely rethink how they how they look after their people how they value their people aren't they absolutely and people i think they're waking up to the fact that they don't want to do this anymore their life is worth more yeah absolutely and even things like you know the fact that so many of us commuted um, you know, and if you if you live in a in a place where there's lots of traffic, that can be hours out of your life every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, so so now we have different expectations, and we and we are a little bit more aware of the value of having our freedom, and you know, not spending our time in our car or on public transport, and you know, all of those kind of things. But I think. If I had stayed in the corporate environment, and I fully intended to forever, I love what I do in the corporate world, but it is a value of doing, and it is entirely, almost entirely masculine energy, mm-hmm. you know, and so we talk a lot about innovating and creativity and, you know, and all of those, those wonderful buzzwords in the corporate world. But we don't then allow ourselves to connect with that feminine energy, which is our really true creativity. We don't allow ourselves to connect with our feelings. We don't, you know, you're not supposed to do that in the corporate world, you know, because it's a it's a system designed by the patriarchy for the patriarchy. And and that's how that works, you know. And and I think, you know, for, for men, there's a lot of journey as well, right? Because they're now getting in touch with that feminine energy because it's it's not a gender thing. And, you know, and it's, it's an unfortunate title, isn't it? That masculine and feminine energy. 
energy, but I didn't really understand the feminine energy until, until I got into cabaret. And that's, that was very opening to kind of say, I can take up space. My dog is a squeaky toy. Um, I can take up space and I can raise my voice and I can do a lot of things that I was taught was wrong. You know, yeah. be a little bit quiet. And yeah, don't, don't speak out, you know, keep quiet. Don't, don't rock the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not, not only from our families, our, you know, our education system here in the UK. I, I can't get that. I mean, it is what it is, is right. I always talk about perfectly imperfect. And before this, in the corporate world, I would have been dying right now because it would have seemed or appeared wrong. And then, you know, that's not the right professional image. And now that people have worked from home for so long, this is horrendous. We have Steffi and Sweep as guests. I just horrendous. It's, but you know, uh, but but now that people are working from home and people are you know kind of you know online, whether that's on Zoom or Google Meet or whatever, you know, we're we're used to to you know kind of being exposed and everything isn't perfect in our home. And yeah. you know that's a really nice thing. That's a really good thing. But I think I think if I had stayed in the corporate world, I would have stayed in the doing right. So yeah, not the being. Yeah, exactly. I did a lot of, you know, performance management and, you know, feedback and coaching skills and all of those kind of things for the corporate world, which is wonderful. And I do believe in, but it's not the only thing, you know, and it's really frowned on to bring your emotions to work. Mm-hmm. And yet we expect people to innovate. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I ran a Creating Calm Challenge last month. And, you know, the first the first thing I taught people was to uh, tune into how you're feeling and accept them you know it doesn't matter whether you're feeling resentful angry jealous whatever you it's there you're feeling it just accept it and you can't do anything about your response until you accept where you are and some people find that really tough because they're so used to put on a brave face to fuck up lip so let's go back to the the cabaret yes we could talk i could talk to you for hours heather and, and i, I want to make i want to make sure that this, you know we, we can we can um, keep on track with the podcast because we just, yeah it's great um when was when, what was the, how did you feel the first time you tried um cabaret I cried you cried I cried I literally cried and and bear in mind at this point now this is like six years ago um I was used to being in front of a large audience and I I had everyone would have said oh you're so calm I thought I was really confident in a, suit, and, in a, in a corporate environment in a corporate environment yeah yeah you know I mean my my whole my whole working life I had been in front of an audience and I I I went into cabaret. I don't know why. I woke up one morning and said, I need to do burlesque. I didn't know what burlesque was. Oh, right. Okay. You know, I had seen the movie Gypsy, which I loved, um, you know, which was kind of the, the alleged story of Gypsy Rose Lee and, and, and coming into, you know, when, when stripping kind of took over from the vaudeville stuff. Um, and I, so I had, like, that was all I knew. So I looked into it. I found a taster session in Bristol and I went and we were doing body tracing. And if you, you'll be familiar with body tracing, you just might not have heard that term. It's basically taking, you know, your hand or, or even a prop and just, you know, running it across your body, tracing your face. If you can do that into the mirror, even better, you know, running your hand up your arm or across your shoulders and, <laughs> and so it's your hand and your body, right? There's nobody else watching or is this a taster class? And that was so stirring for me 
to just Imagine, yeah just accepting yourself yeah yeah and then to spread our arms out and take up space was I I was not okay with that I wanted to shrink and I, I made me realize how much of my life I shrink in and I perform right so I I show up and I take up space because you're listening to my material or you're looking at my slides or you're doing my exercises or whatever that thing is but you're but you're not looking at just me physical form uh-huh and you have to be okay with people not being okay with you and especially if you're going to have like an online business or even an online presence you have to be okay with people not being okay with you and I was a people pleaser I was not okay with people not being okay with me and it opened up these floodgates and I cried okay. and I signed up to the lessons and I went and the first two weeks I cried because I just couldn't I just couldn't feel comfortable to take up space as me because I didn't have that relationship to to who am I I had totally lost that and so um people people kept saying why did you come back like if you don't like it and you're this this emotional what are you doing and I said well that's the point that's why I have to come back because I need to know I'm not in any danger so I need to know where this fear is coming from yeah I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm in a band and um, we hadn't played a live gig for nearly 12 months and our first gig to the Comedian Bath in June. And the one thing I took from that, I really loved, it was such a wonderful experience getting back on stage again. But photographs and how I felt I looked in the photographs. It's a big one. How we how we look is, and, is and I, I don't know whether I'm menopausal or what, but it's, yeah, sorry, come. Yeah, no, yeah. sorry, I, I I think we cut out a little bit there. Yeah, we cut out a little bit. Yeah, I'll cut that bit out. <laughs> yeah, showing up for the first time. I I was really reassured the first time I went back to cabaret. I was stage managing a show, and there were some performers that I I consider to be legends. Certainly in the UK, they would be the top of their game, and they were backstage flipping out because they just weren't used to showing up. Uh, I had to sew one of them into their costume because it wouldn't do up. You know, there were a lot of things. And so, and then the next week I was performing and it, it was, it was so reassuring to know that these people, these icons in my world are, were feeling these same kind of nerves, which I've now learned to turn into excitement because that is, it represented the same way in our body and our, our, yeah. our body and mind doesn't know the difference between those. So I embrace it as excitement now, but going back after so long was tough yeah yeah I know, I know a lot of um, performer friends who have found it really quite challenging because they've been doing lots of live streams but they found it quite challenging to get back out in the person partly because of their concern about you know the obvious um the current um current infection rates but also because they hadn't done it for so long and it's getting they, they've retreated and they, they they find it quite challenging to get back out in person again but you know I think we need to be kind to everyone and, and make sure that we're, we're we're allowing people to come back when they're when they're ready Absolutely. But for me, it was like, so first of all, I already had some limiting beliefs around my age because I'm by far older than anyone else uh, on the scene around me. I'm not obviously the the, the oldest performer, but because there are people in their 80s performing. But um, I so there was a, there was a whole kind of age thing, and then like you say, you know, being postmenopausal and all of those kind of their perimenopausal or wherever you're at in that, and then and then I was a lot heavier, 
I was not as strong as I usually am because I do I, I do aerial um, dance as well, and I just didn't have so I didn't I didn't have the the physical strength, I didn't have the flexibility, and I was like, who am I to perform? And so I do a lot of work with uh, with imposter voice, um, yeah. and I do a lot of work around body confidence. And what I've learned, I applied, you know, that that bit about accepting our body, like, even if you want to change it, they can coexist. So yeah. if you want to change your body, it doesn't mean that you have to hate your body now. Yeah, just love, love it, love it to change it rather than, than, than yeah, because you're more likely to change if you love it, aren't you really? Than if yeah. You hate it. yeah, you can't, you can't willpower your way through those things. It's not sustainable. And if it was, then companies like Weight Watchers would be bankrupt, right? Because yeah. it would be sustained. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally hear you there. I'm, I'm reading a book at the moment called um, The High Five Method by Mel Robbins. Have you heard of that? I, I have heard of Mel Robbins, and oh. I know quite a lot about, um, well, people talk about it as her method of 54321, well, yeah. and it's a good yeah. method. Um, whoever... The High Five Method is when you high five yourself in the mirror every morning, and it's just literally accepting yourself. You just high five yourself in the mirror. Oh, I love it's that. No, I have amazing psychology to, to think, you know, just accept yourself every morning. High five. I love that. So I do a huge amount of mirror work in my work, especially because if you're going to get into body image stuff and you're going to learn to at least accept, you know, you don't have to love your body, but if you can just even learn to accept your, your body for, for what it is and what it does for you, then you got to get into the mirror. It's, it's the hardest and most powerful thing. So it's one thing to, you know, do the work on your beliefs and recognize where they come from and the stories that you're telling yourself and, and shift those. But if you're going to shift them, you really have to get into the mirror. And it is, I mean, Louise Hay is, has some amazing resources out yeah. there as well. Um, you know, or had some, you know, yeah, she passed, now, yeah, yeah. passed away, but yeah. But, you know, so if you wanted to find out more about, you know, the, the premise of, of mirror work and some of the basic stuff, but it is such a powerful way to work. And I think, you know, certainly in Cabaret, when we're in the studio, we're, we're working in front of the mirror because we, you have to see what you're doing to see how that, you know, create your, your movements. And, and that is hard, but it's worth it. So, so how can people work with you then? Sounds like I'm I'm excited. Sounds exciting stuff that you're doing. How can people work with you? Yeah, so I um I started well, so I've done a lot of um, one-to-one coaching work, um because I've been a coach since before coaching was a thing is what people keep telling me because you know uh, it's terrible, isn't it when you when you get to that stage in your life life and you're like. Oh, yeah, I didn't invent coaching. It was always there. It's just that now it's a really trendy thing. So I've done a lot of coaching, but I I really light up with group work and with that energy exchange and that support and accountability. And, you know, it's a bit like exercise. You can you can exercise at home or you can even go to a gym, but, you know, you, you push yourself so much further if you have a personal trainer, right? Yeah. And so I, I love doing that work in a group work. Um, I do a lot of free webinars around building your body confidence in order to, to create results in your business or wherever you want your results for that matter. Um, and, and really that's about, you know, if I feel good in my body and I show up, then I can have that confidence. And that allows me to build trust with my clients because I'm I'm coming across authentic and I'm coming across with absolute passion and, and certainty 
to be able to help my clients. And, and so it does improve your business results. And so I'm doing a lot of, of, of actually free webinars. Um, I've been doing a lot through in December. I'll be doing them again in January. Um, and, and that's just to kind of get a taster of that. And then I have a six-week program where we do once a week, we do uh, live sessions and we work through those beliefs and, and you know, some of the, some of the more um, topics that need to be discussed and exercises. Um, and then once a week, I also do movement. And I love the movement oh, because amazing. it's incredible how much we're in our head, right? So yeah. if I say, you know, we're all going to put on this piece of music and we're going to start just moving our shoulders and see where that takes us. What happens for most of us is that our brain kicks in and starts going, ooh, you should move your feet. And it's like, no, 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 shut your brain off. Yeah, and just, just focus feel on one area of your body, yeah. To your body and then, you know, see where that goes. Sometimes I end up laying on the floor. Sometimes <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting on the sofa with my legs up in the air. I mean, I, I don't know where it's going to go. I let my body move how it wants to. And that gives us access into just allowing and then when we do the beliefs work, then we can sort of, you know, feel and appreciate our bodies. That's oh, amazing. Yeah, I just, just recently um, trained as a acceptance and commitment therapy and mindful movement practitioner, which is um, connecting the, you know, the ACT with um, Qigong moves, um, which was brilliant because we just had simple Qigong moves. But like if you want to unhook from your thoughts, just, you know, a little move. And it's that muscle memory. Where if you're on a pause for the moment, you just unhook. Oh, and it's just that. moving your arms, but it's, it just gives you that space. It does. It, it really does. And, and once you open that, I think for me, the fear of going into those things was yeah. I'm, I was so locked down in my body and I had everything just shoved in from all my experiences and I didn't feel into my feelings because, as I say, I didn't yeah. like the, I didn't go into the feminine energy. So I just shoved it all down. And my worry was that was where my strength and power was coming from. Okay. And I was afraid that if I got into those movements and opened up and released things, then what? Like yeah. then I Pandora's box. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so you have to release all of that feeling. But <laughs> but I was afraid that. I would be empty. Like I would just end up as a shell, right? Like if you, wow. you know, and, I, and it's, and it's that work around what are you replacing that with? What are what you, you creating space for? Yeah, exactly. You're not just creating space for space's sake. You're creating it for something else. So apart from your group work, you do one-to-one -one coaching. I do one-to-one -one coaching and I do group work. Yeah. Uh, I also have the podcast, which keeps me very, very busy because yeah. I'm fully committed to it uh, and the YouTube channel. Um, we also have a, a on confidence through cabaret.com. We have, have a member site, which is, we, we always talk about personal life, work life and stage life. And what that means is that we identify where we have confidence and where we want to grow confidence. And I always say, start from where you're strong. So what, what strategies do you have in place that you can transfer to other areas of your life? So for example, if you're really good at presenting at work, then how do you use that energy to transfer it across to other places? For me, a personal example is I like to wear very high heels. Um, particularly when performing. And I, I feel powerful and strong and fierce and unstoppable. And how I harness that same energy without the heels 
while I'm doing other work or wherever I want to raise confidence, uh, you know, putting myself out there was a, was a, a whole process of how do I use that same energy of fierceness and unstoppable to employ in putting myself out there online and as a business. And so, um, and so we look for transferable strategies. So confidence through cabaret.com, we have a series of masterclasses and we, they're, they're typically about an hour and and they're a, a self-paced. I write workbooks for them because I'm a training consultant. So I, I, I have people record uh, masterclasses and that you should do one on uh, acceptance and commitment. But we'll talk about that later. Okay, we'll talk about mine. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's that. Um, and then I, I prepare a workbook so people can work along with the work and 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 put things into place for themselves. And then I also record workshops for that. You know, so I do like chair dancing workshops and oh, things nice. that... Things that, that people would like to try would never go to a studio to try um, to just kind of, again, move into your body, but also to be able to play. Because for me, play is is my core, one of my core values. And I, I've had so many arguments with people about whether play is a value or not. I don't care. It is my value. I think that play is about fun and embracing joy and and releasing that. And that's that's a, a, a key part of what I do. So Confidence Through Cabaret is a, is a passion project. We put up new masterclasses every month. We put up new workshops um, and all, all kinds of different things. And that's where, where the majority of our content lives. Um, and then, of course, I'm all about collaboration. So, you know, when I'm working with somebody who's prepared a masterclass, then I, I want to promote them because my idea is not just that I can sell stuff or I can help you sell stuff. It's really a, a genuine collaboration in the community where people connect with one another. And I know you've done a, a live in our Facebook community. Um, you did an EFT, which really touched a lot of people. But it's that. It's about people getting to know you and know your work rather than spamming with all the links and everybody's yeah. dropping yeah. links and nobody's reading anybody else's links. They're just dropping theirs. And I, I really want it to be a place where if you if you want to share what you do then come and share that and let people know you and connect with you and reach out to you and so we and we have a lot of you know collaborations that happen where people say I really love what you do and then get in touch with you and so on so I I really do try and and run a, an ethical business that's all about collaboration to help people find what it is that they need rather than buy what it is that I'm selling that it doesn't serve anybody yeah. to do that. so it's a, it's a collaborative community memberships site where people feel safe to talk about what they do and share what they do and, and build and strengthen their their um, expressive whatever they do networks really absolutely absolutely yeah, hey. and we've had people you know who do you know um human engineering stuff we've had people who do um you know yoga breathing we've had a somatic sexologist we've had like just i do a lot of stuff on you know personality preferences because that's my my corporate work yeah. um you know mindset all kinds of different topics Amazing. yeah so it's a lot of fun and it's and it it really it, the whole idea is to connect people with what it is that you need and then go and seek out that person for, you know, more services. It's been brilliant chatting with you, um, Heather. Um, you got to share your, your motto, your, your, your motto for, for Confidence Through Cabaret, because I think it's brilliant. Go on, share, share it with the listeners. So I, I'm Confidence Through Cabaret everywhere on all of the socials except Twitter, which is at YBYWYS. And I'm on Clubhouse at Heather YBYWYS. And those six letters stand for it is your body and it is your world. 
and it is your stage. Amazing. Thank you so much. It's been brilliant talking to you. And you. Thank you for having me. So that's all for this time. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and please share with anyone you know who might benefit from hearing what we discussed today. If you want to find out more about how I can help you create change in your life and discover more creative ways to living and working well, you can check out my website at www.worksafeandwell.co.uk where you can read the weekly blog posts and book a free Power Hour Discovery Call. You can also download a free guide to taming your stress triggers from the website at worksafeandwell.co.uk forward slash overwhelmed hyphen and hyphen stressed. For all links to my creative work, look up my Linktree link forward slash and diamond artist. I also run a private Facebook Beat Burnout support group. The links to that and all the other ones mentioned here are in the show notes below. Until next time, stay safe and well and keep creating.